Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. And this ball is hit well down the right field line. It's out of here. The Red Sox win it. Mo Vaughn's seventh career grand slam. And the Red Sox win it 9-7, scoring seven runs on seven batters in the bottom of the ninth. Move on, you could not have written a better script for opening day. Well, you know, it's a tough night out there facing Randy Johnson. You know, we battled back. This team is like that, you know. We're going to go out here. We're going to battle you all nine innings. Guys going on base. He has some good at-bats. He gave an opportunity. You know, uh, to come through like that is, is a great thing. That's what I'm here for and try to get the big hit. It worked out tonight. That, an opening day walk-off grand slam from Mo Vaughn at Fenway Park. You're listening to Hit and Run, the score's venerable baseball show right here on 670 The Score. And Mo Vaughn joins us right now on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Mo, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for the time. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? Well, I am very, very well. Uh, looking forward to talking to you about your hitting academy um, and how that relates to the game of baseball that we're watching these days and the, the teams and players we get to see here with the White Sox and the Cubs. Do you, do you teach people to crowd the plate, maybe even extend that front elbow a little bit into the strike zone like Mo Vaughn did? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, when I first came up, I kind of was standing off the plate, and they were throwing the ball away and throwing the ball away, and I'm trying to hook it, I'm trying to hook it. And one day I just said, you know what? Let's let's you know start trying to take the game to the pitcher. So I I got on top of the plate and it really heightened my senses. Um, learned how to just get through the ball um, to take a good level swing down through the zone. Um, and you know I was able to connect with Mike Eastler in 1993. He changed my swing, changed my approach. Um, gave me the ability, you know, to use the wall at Fenway Park, hit the ball the way, stay on the ball, and you know, if balls come in, you'd be able to be able to pull them, not get excited, but basically just staying through the ball. Um, I know there's been a whole lot of things happening in terms of swings and swing pass and launch angles and all these different things. I still think you go back to the basics of getting the bat down through the through the ball. Um, 
I think everything is linear. The ball's coming from a linear plane from the pitcher. You need to stay online to meet that ball, um, flatten your bat. You can't flatten your bat before. I see a lot of people talking about really chicken going in that front arm, which for me being left-handed with that elbow up, you can't do that. You'll be topping up balls. But just going back to the original things, like the great players like George Brett and Don Mattingly and all the guys I played against and, and uh, just the great, great, great hitters, Paul Molitor, hmm. um, all these guys, Kirby Puck, you know, Wade Boggs, um, you know, just, just, just some, so many guys that really just – hit the ball where it was pitched, stayed through the ball, stayed on the ball. And I think now, you know, you don't have the shift. So guys are getting rewarded for hitting the balls where they're pitched. The holes are there and and things are happening. I think sometimes, you know, you talk about this shift, you know, everybody was shifting over. Guys were pitching in. Guys were hitting the ball solid with a guy standing in right field. So what are you going to do? You're going to start swinging up. You're going to start, you know, swinging, swinging, you know, to hit the ball over these guys. And I think it's has has taken the game down in that way in in, in the offensive light. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree, and I think that a big part of Theo Epstein and Rob Manfred's the New Deal, as I've been calling it, with all respect to FDR. Um, there's like there's like four four new rules all happening at the same time is designed to bring back the depth of strategy, like you're talking about, and the depth of and man, you know, Cody Bellinger in this town said um, a couple weeks ago. It's nice to see hits that used to be hits are hits again. And I, I loved that because that's he's not alone. There's a lot of guys. Yasmani Grandal in this town for the White Sox is feeling it. Uh, Corey Seager, there's Matt Olson down in Atlanta. All these guys who sold out for launch angle are now able to relax and be themselves. And that goes with what you're talking about, doesn't it? It's exactly right. You've got to be rewarded. The game is hard enough. Um. And when you take a swing, swing, you're going to have some elite guys making diving plays. But it's disheartening, and it changes your complete focus when you hit the ball where it's, where it's pitched and you have guys that are just picking up the ball right in front of them, um, not using the whole field. And I just think that that is what makes for bad offense in, in, in baseball. Mm-hmm. You have to get rewarded. Guys like Cody Bellinger – is a great player, great talent, great, you know, all these guys you talked about are great players, but you mess with psyche when you don't get rewarded for hitting the ball where it's pitching, pitching, getting that base up the middle. They tell you, what, what do you want to do? Stay on the ball, hit the ball up the middle. Well, if you're not getting rewarded for that, what do you do? You tend to change things that are not, that are not good in the swing. And all of a sudden now you got a guy that, oh, they traded him out of, out of Los Angeles because he couldn't hit. Well, now, you know, getting back to real baseball, he seems to be the great player that he was, and I'm very, very happy for him. Yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. That's a guy whose launch angle went up and up and up every year since 2019, and I'll have to look and, uh, and see where it is now. Talking to Mo Vaughn right here on 670, the score. So we had a good one who crowded the plate here in Anthony Rizzo. Um, Victor Martinez, right? Uh, and we watched it a long time. Victor Martinez, um, did – so Mike Easler was the guy that that who taught it who taught it to you, and now Mike Easler's working with you, right, at the Vaughn Hitting Academy. What what kind of um, what kind of hitters have you had a chance to work with uh, at your Hitting Academy, Mo? Well, just so you know, you know, I I, I started this five years ago. I've been lucky enough to have you know a boy that that plays ball, 
Um, he really got me back into the game. Hmm. He's a lefty hitter, righty thrower, way better athlete, way better, has the potential to be a much better player than I was. Um, so I got back in the game, and and just now, you know, we have a lot of great coaching over there at the VSA Academy. Um, Omar Marino out of, out of Pittsburgh works over there. We have a lot of guys that play minor league baseball. But we're just trying to give kids, young boys and, and girls, the basics of using your legs, getting in good hitting position, hitting the ball where it's pitched, staying on plane, and, 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 and then trying to, to, to be successful. And it's been a great thing for me, you know, wholeheartedly. Just all the things I've been very, very lucky in life. I was very successful after baseball and, 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 and the other businesses I've had, and low-income housing out of New York City. Um, I've done some other things. But now I'm back, you know, where I got my PhD, which is which is baseball and hitting and the ability to connect and coach with my son. But we're just trying to give these guys. I think, you know, my 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 attitude is, I was very very fortunate to learn from some great guys when I played. That era I thought, you know, was was a great era for me, even though it was in the steroid era. There were some great players, um, and I had a great coach. And it's for me to try to give that knowledge to the people coming up. And I'm able to do that with the academy. I'm actually on the field coaching, you know, down here in Florida. You know, we play ball 10 months out of the year. So it's, it's just been a, a, a full, circle, full circle for me. My son's involved. It gives me a conduit to work with him. And I'm, I'm excited about it. That's, that's awesome. You mentioned the low-income housing. I, that the work that you have done investing in low-income housing – um, and I, I, you know, I think people would be interested to know Mo Vaughn, who wore number 42, was the last African American player to wear Jackie Robinson's number 42. Um, it, it, you went into your career after ball playing, investing in the creation of affordable housing, in part inspired by Jackie Robinson as well, didn't you? We actually bought bought one of his buildings uh, that that he owned, which was just. You know, you know who who would have thought? You know what I mean? Like yeah. who would have thought that that happened? And you know, um, because that's what Jackie did. did. That. That's what Jackie that's did exactly at his post playing. Jackie did. So I kind of felt like, man, this is another step in his life and and also in my life to where you know you can give back and and do a great. There's not too many things in life where everybody wins, and affordable housing is one of them because the tenants win. The city who who, who 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 is promoting this wins and wants this and it's a need, and we as 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 owners win also. So it was a it was a tremendous thing, you know. That guy, I got I got the I got the hookup, you know, through Michael Bloomberg, who's a Boston guy, but the mayor of New York at the time, uh, really set us apart. And, and now we own and operate over twenty thousand units in eleven states, and it's it's just been a great a great thing for me. I'm I'm very excited. I've learned a lot. Um, it's, it's really helped me in, 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 in building relationships and working with people. It's just been a tremendous thing on all fronts for me and my family. That's, that's beautiful. Um, Mo, I, Mo Vaughn is our guest here on Hit and Run. I had to look for a particular two-game run you had late in the 1996 season because I was in awe um, at the time. 
And as a kid who grew up, and Jim Rice was my favorite player growing up, right? I I, I remember yeah. I remember declaring. Yeah, he was my batting coach too. He was my batting coach also. Oh come on now! I mean that's that's a, that's a beast right there. And it, he 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 had the, the most still batting stance. He would just stand there, and I was mm-hmm. it, and people were in terror. Um, it, I you on the twenty third of September, nineteen ninety six. You won the MVP in ninety five. But September 23rd, 96, you tie a game at Yankee Stadium in the ninth inning, and then you have the game-winning hit in the 11th inning. The next night in Baltimore, you hit three home runs. These are two back-to-back games in a pennant race in late September. Just I remember declaring on the 25th of September, like, you know what? That's it. Mo Vaughn's now my favorite player. He's past <laughs> Jim Rice. That, that, that was the moment right there. It's like, did you... Were you in the zone for at times during those years? Just like three or four years, man, where there, there wasn't anybody better than you. What did it feel like? It was just, uh, you know, health was my big thing. I always felt that as a player, I needed to get my 600 bats. If I'm going to get my 600 bats, I'm going to walk the home plate 600 times. I'm going to hit 30 home runs. I'm going to hit 300, and I'm going to drive in, in 100 runs. And I think for me, I was so lucky playing in Boston where my family was from. And then I go down to, you know, Yankee Stadium where, you know, uh, I'm from, you know, the old Connecticut tri-state area. You went to Seton Hall, right? I went to Seton Hall. I also went to prep school up at Trinity Pauling and and up in upstate New York. And then I go down to Baltimore, and that's where my dad was from. So (laughs) when I went on the road in the AL East, it was always a little bit of extra charge. It was always a little bit of extra meaning and extra determination, you know, extra focus. And I think, you know, coming out of Yankee Stadium, then I, you know, in Baltimore, it was a tremendous park to hit in. It was like you're playing in a video game. The lights and, the, and you really could see to pick up the stitches on the ball, the background. So I was just in a zone playing, you know, and at those times, Baltimore was very good. Yankees were very good. So you had to, had to come with your game. I tell people all the time, if you look back in, you know, the years that I played, look at the first baseman. Jim Tomey over there in Cleveland. You got Tino Martinez was over there in New York. Myself in Boston. You had Will Clark or Rafael Pomero in in Texas or in Baltimore. Come here. Come you to come, down, come to Chicago, you, man. Come you on. Sit down. You got Frank Thomas, who was one of my best friends. Yep. And then you you know you know you, you go over there and you know Detroit. You got Cecil Field or Oakland. You got McGuire. I mean, this was a star-studded you know, first baseman crew that when you stepped on the field, man, you, 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 you had to come to life because these guys were knew you were going to do some, do some, do some great things. So it was just a lot of great players, a lot of great guys, good guys that, that I love playing against. I love to see, and you really wanted to up your game. So I could, you know, I could tell coming out of Yankee stadium, I was probably very, very hyped going into Baltimore. Now I got my mom and dad and my, my family there. Those things can happen. Oh man, that's awesome, Mo. I was a uh, I was a long haired, probably about a four hundred pound uh, young producer, sports radio producer, right. right here at this station at the Score. When you came through the South Side, one of those years in the mid nineties, and it was my job to try and get you on the phone of our afternoon show at the time. Right. And I remember one of the storylines was that your friend Frank Thomas, who we knew you guys were tight, he was given up first base to be a full time DH at, at the time, and 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 you, I remember you saying, man, yeah, I don't think you should be doing that. I went back and looked at looked at your stats. You played 140 games or more 
Most seasons of first base, you never played DH except one year where maybe you were banged up a little bit in Anaheim. You played like sixty games. You must right. you must have hated the DH like you told that's, Frank not to. That's what I what I told Frank, but he 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 liked it. You know, hitting listen, Frank was such a he was he was you know, he was exceptional. He was on a level, another level with the bat, and that's what he liked to do. See me, I would have been in the friggin' clubhouse eating and doing stuff and all the wrong things as a DA. So I knew for me, I needed to be on the field and focus. And that was my game. But, you know, it's funny. Frank and I are very, very close to this day. You know, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a great guy. And, and I'm very, very proud of what he's done. Yeah, man. It, it's an incredible post-playing career for sure. And as a hitter, wait, so what were you eating in the, what would you eat in the clubhouse when you're DH? Yeah, you know, you, you're going around, they got gum, they got little candies, they got this, they got that. You're, you're up in the clubhouse, you're down here, you don't, like, I didn't know what, I didn't really know how to train and be ready to hit coming off the bench like that all the time. I felt that I, I just wasn't, I wasn't warm, I wasn't, I wasn't sweating, I wasn't, I, I needed to be in the game, so I always wanted to try and, and, and play the game and, and, and be on the field. And I thought that I was at, 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 at its best, and I was at my best when I was doing that. Yeah, it worked for you. Uh, that, that's for sure. Could you even teach what Frank did with that back foot coming off the ground? I, like, I, I, would there's, you- there's, I tell people all the time, and this is the thing that I'm talking about. People will show Frank Thomas hitting. They'll show Roberto Clem- Clemente hitting. They'll show Hank Aaron hitting. They'll show you know, um, um, Frank Robinson, those guys were special talents who could, who, who hit off their front foot, but bro, you can't teach that. Not everybody's that skilled. Not everybody has the hand-eye coordination to do that. And these are the things I'm talking about. When you go on YouTube and you see people talking, hitting, I'm not so sure they really understand what, what, what they're saying, because those guys are accepted you know, you don't really know too many other guys, but those guys who hit off their front foot, they're Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. There's Hall of Famers. You have to keep that back foot down. People say they don't like to squash the bug term. Well, you really do. You stay on that back foot, you pivot, use your legs, get that barrel head going down to the zone, out, and, 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 and stay on plane and, and hit the ball where it's pitching. That's what we try to base it, the basics over here at VSA. And what we try to bring to to anyone, and I'm and, and you know I'm really really glad for Cody Bellinger. His dad played; he was a great player. It's, it it hurt me to see him suffer, and I, you if you ever you know talk to him or you know tell him I'm, yep. I'm so happy that he's that he's doing well and continue to be in what he is because he's a super talented kid, fast, got a good arm. He's a tremendous athlete. I'm really, really happy for him. That's interesting. So the VaughnSportsAcademy.com, Vaughn Sports Academy and Moe's on YouTube. So Bellinger really represents a lot for you in terms of what the trends have been around the game and what, what it's done to people, it seems like. Well, I, what, 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 what upsets me is that, you know, you go out, you have great years, you're an MVP, and, and some of the things in the game, you know, force you to do things and all. And now, you know, people start saying negative things. Just get the guy an opportunity to get back to what he's doing. And he's and you see when the normal game is played, he's doing that. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. I love the new rules. I think the new rules, I went to opening day at Fenway Park down, you know, at a Jet Blue Park down here with the Red Sox. You know, you you know, I got my kids, my son, my daughter, you know, their friends. And the game is moving. Yep. The game is moving. I don't care what anybody says. 
The game is moving. I looked up. You know, we were all talking, having a good time. It was the seventh inning. And we're like, man, this is, this is pretty good. I think the game ended in two hours and 30 minutes, and you got to see everything, and nothing was dragging. Now, listen, there's some things with the pitch clock and maybe going over to the bases that maybe – and I don't have the answers that you can correct, but all in all, the changes to the game are good. It's a speedier game. Guys are there ready to hit, pitch, and play. And, and I and I am I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, Mo. Um, all right. So the last thing, who do you love watching hit around the big leagues right now? Who do you watch and you're like, now there it is. If you're putting on a tape of teaching tools, you, you want to show your son and others who. Well, I'm gonna just say this. I was lucky enough. I'm down here in Florida in, in Boca Raton. I was able to go to the WBC. Man. And I was able to see the WC, you know, the USC team play yeah. both Cuba and Japan. And I am so impressed with all of those guys that were on the USC, from Trey Turner to, you know, uh, uh, you know, Paul Goldschmidt to Aaron Arnado to Trout to all these guys that I that my son got. And I said, look at this, look at these guys. These guys are taking. They have great approaches. They have great things. Great swings. They they go to the to the plate with a plan. They know what they want to do. They're, they they it was just such a great great thing for me to see those guys because you know I really hadn't seen them live like that. You see them on TV, but it's great to to see that that USA team live. You know, Real Muto, Real Muto, and, yep. and the other cat from the from the Dodgers catching. Um, Will Smith, yeah. The, Will Smith, the, the the right fielder for Houston. I met. Um, Kyle Tucker. Kyle Tucker. Just just great players with great... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Eat approaches. Big and strong, six four, six five bodies, fast. It was, it was just a great time. So I'm a fan of all those guys. I, I, I love seeing them play. And Mookie Betts, my son's a Mookie Betts fan, loves Mookie Betts. So it was just a great time for me and him to get down there and see this. So I'm a fan. I'm a fan of all these guys, um, and 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 I love seeing them play. And it was great to, to actually see them in person. That, that's awesome, Mo. Yeah, I talked about Mookie earlier in the in the the show. He's making his first career start at shortstop today against the Cubs at Wrigley Field. Was it today or was it? Was it? Or did he already do it? No, he he showed up five minutes after first pitch the other night after his wife had given birth and he slept in a hospital chair for two days and then played oh, yeah. the last four innings at shortstop. Made a made made a, a six three double play with a jump throw over a base runner like he'd been doing it his whole life. What a, what a what a talent that kid is! What a talent and a good person and. You know, he deserves everything he gets. He's a, he's a great person. Yep. Um, uh, agreed. Mo Vaughn, what a pleasure, man. Thank you so much. Let's do it again sometime. And uh, we'll, send, right. we'll send people to VaughnSportsAcademy.com. Uh, and you're on YouTube out there. That's, that's how we found you. So we, yes, we appreciate it. Thanks, Mo. Man, thanks. Let me know when you want to speak again. Have a good weekend. You got it. That's Mo Vaughn. Is that guy the goods or what? I can pick him, Sean. Actually, Chris Tannehill, we'll give him credit. He said Mo jumped into his YouTube algorithm, and he said, that guy, you should get that guy on hit and run. And then Sean chased him down, and then you as a listener get that. We get that. Damn, that was fun. Woo! I'm buzzing now. I'm giddy. I'm giddy over here. All right, it's hit and run uh, with me, Matt Spiegel. Bonus hit and run today up until about 1245 in Cubs pregame. Pat Hughes is back in the booth. On the radio, on the score, later today, he and Zach Zaidman and Ron Coomer have Cubs-Dodgers for you a little bit later on. Um, Ryan McGuffey's going to talk White Sox with us at about 11.40 from NBC Sports Chicago. Uh, but when we come back, Sean Sears has a guy. I need to let him explain to me why his guy is his guy. We'll do that next on the score. Hit and run with Matt Spiegel. Sundays, 9 a.m. to noon. The 3-2. Suzuki cracks one to left center, racing over his outman. It drops in in front of him and rolls all the way to the wall. Swanson scores around third and coming home is Hap. A two-run stand-up double for Seiya Suzuki here in the first. As the Cubs strike first, they're up two to nothing over the Dodgers. Zach Zabman with the call. Pat Hughes back in the booth. Zach doing pre and post and the fifth. Today... And that was Seiya Suzuki, who since he has come back, has uh, had 30 at-bats, has 10 hits, has scored five runs. There has been one home run. There's been a double. There's been five RBIs. There's been 11 strikeouts, some of those early. Getting on base at a 459 clip with a 467 slugging, an OPS of 926. Folks, that will play. That's for sure. Um, but our guy Sean Sears, producing the show, as always, is smitten by this particular moment with Seiya Suzuki. Tell us why. 
Suzuki has been incredible. He's been an on-base machine, and that's really kind of where we're looking at his numbers and seeing where he fits into this offense. He's high contact, sees a lot of pitches. His BABIP is over 500 or maybe just at 500 now after yesterday. All right, that's batting average of balls in play. That's correct. Which is instructive. I really like to say BABIP. Is it really BABIP? Are we, is this a GIF GIF situation? Where are we? I think it might be both ways. Okay. I, but BIP is more fun. I'll, uh, I'll give you that. Okay, that's fine. You go ahead. You, you go ahead with his BABIP. Go ahead. So, but his BABIP 500, what's been really impressive is he's, he's doing all this with only two extra base hits. That double we just played, and then the home run he hit in his return series in L.A. So he's proven to be a super productive player without hitting for a ton of power. We're talking about a guy who's played in just eight games. He's been worth nearly .3 war, and he's got a weighted runs creation of 161. So what does that translate to non-nerds out there? He's creating a lot of runs for the Cubs without tearing the ball off the cover, but he's still hitting it hard. Exit velocities are still above. Like, he had a single for 107 miles per hour Mm -hmm. a couple games ago. So that power is going to come. So even when that on-base percentage, that BABIP starts to drop down, he's at a four, nearly 460 on-base at the moment. That's going to come down. But even when that stuff starts to level off a little bit, he's still showing that contact is there. He's seeing pitches. Those strikeout numbers were high. He's still a guy that's going to strike out probably 25% of the time. But even when his numbers start leveling out, there's a ton of value in the type of player that Seiya Suzuki is. On top of how many balls have you been worried about in right field since he's been playing? Oh, no, that, that, that's been a breath of fresh air, um, right. no with, without miles. a doubt. No, no more Miles Mastroboni. No more um, Trey Mancini with awkward um, routes on a ball that extend an inning. Um, Patrick Wisdom, I thought, acquitted himself pretty well out there, and that's who I would put out there every once in a while if you want to give Seiya a blow uh, until Christopher Morell is up here. Um, but, yes, Seiya has been, been great in, in, in right field. Okay, so you're seeing batted, batted ball data, but really also just value without – uh, all the home runs that you were figuring you needed from the guy. And you don't want him to be thinking home run like that's something he has to do. Home exactly. runs home runs happen for a full five-tool player like Seiya when he's just going about his business. He's just strong, right? like wisdom is. He's frankly. hitting the ball. Hard hit rate right now is nearly 60%. This is a guy that, I mean, if you saw him make his debut last year and then saw him make his debut this year, you see it. He's a unit out there, man. Yeah. Say Suzuki's built up here. Yeah, he is. And, and, but you worry about things like the oblique muscle mm-hmm. strain. And, I, I mean, it's incredible that he came back from that with such a straight line as he has. And knock on wood wherever you are, because those things can come back. And a lot of times those things can go back. We were talking to Nico Horner um, a, a few weeks ago on Parkinson Spiegel. And I was talking about, like, there was that one year where Nico came in very, very big, super strong, had bulked up. And then he had a whole bunch of soft tissue injuries. and The, the oblique, year, too. Yeah, the oblique was one of them. And the year before that, he'd been thin and didn't feel like he had enough power. And then the year after he had bulked up, he came in and it seemed like, ah, oh, Goldilocks and the Three Bears, just right. And Nico appreciated that. By the way, Nico uh, Horner, if you don't know this, now a weekly guest on Parkinson Spiegel. Every Tuesday at 2.30. Danny Parkins back starting tomorrow. And uh, we will lead you up, of course, to the NFL draft on Thursday night. We're doing a special draft show, by the way, on uh, Thursday night as well uh, that Parkinson Spiegel will be will be a part of. But uh, so a lot going on, obviously, with that. And uh, Nico, now a regular weekly contributor right here on The Score, along with Ian Happ. And you'll hear from both those guys in uh, in our next hour. Um, all right, good stuff. On Seiya back. He's hitting fourth in the lineup today. 
The lineups are in against Clayton Kershaw. It's Nico Swanson Bellinger, Suzuki Wisdom Hosmer, Luis Torrens is the DH. Um, he made a great throw from the catcher position yesterday. Jan Gomes is the catcher. And Nick Madrigal playing third base. Nick Madrigal's playing third base. That's what you wanted, right? You wanted him at third base? Good luck, everybody. Uh, the White Sox and the Rays getting ready to go right around the same time. And it'll be Luis Robert Jr. leading off again towards the top of the order against Zach Eflin. Luis Robert, who is three for his last 35 and can't stop chasing balls way outside the zone, continues to lead off for the White Sox. Just want a little accountability. Want to try and teach some stuff here, Pedro. If not now, when? The White Sox are 7-14. and 14. Robert, Benintendi, Vaughn, Eloy Jimenez hits cleanup. Gavin Sheets in right field again. Crazy home run from him. Jake Berger at third base. Those are your two best hitters on this White Sox team right now, are Berger and Sheets. Elvis Andrus hits seventh. Sebi Zavala catching once again. And Lenin Sosa is your second baseman hitting ninth, Giolito and Eflin. Let's talk some White Sox with our friend Ryan McGuffey of the Sox Talk podcast next on 670 The Score. Hit and run with Matt Spiegel, Sundays, 9 a.m. to noon. I don't get too wrapped up in guys hitting their first home run because that can happen. They come rolling in bunches, a home run for Jimenez again, and it's 2-1. to one. Jason Benetti and Tom Verducci on the call yesterday on Fox Sports. That's what happens when, uh, remember a few years ago when Len Casper was doing some national games for Fox and the Cubs would be on Fox, it'd be still Len with whatever partner. That's what it was yesterday. But it took a moment to, to settle in. If, uh, let's say, you're just using the, the sports app on your smart TV and you're like, wait a minute, who's that? Who's that? Where's Stoney? Back today on NBC Sports Chicago, will uh, the White Sox be? And from that station and from the Sox Talk podcast, our friend Ryan McGuffey joins us now on a Sunday late morning on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Hello, Guff. How are you? I'm great. Speaks. How are you doing, buddy? I am good, man. Um, first things first, were you aware that there is an Easter varietal of the Twix bar? There is a Twix egg? Wait. Dude. What? I had never seen it before. And for those who don't know, Ryan and I have bonded over Twix bars before. We eat them in the same brilliant and yet some would say psychotic <laughs> manner, you know, um, where you, you chew the caramel off the top and then the chocolate off the sides. Then you're left with the cookie. The egg. Three-course meal. Three-course meal. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Twix egg is a rounded, egg-shaped piece of shortbread. Uh, with with in all the same ways, it's it's amazing. I, I will now go to every Walgreens within a fifty mile radius, looking for the eighty percent off Easter deal, and hopefully find as many of those as possible and share them with you. Uh, yeah, it's 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 too far past April. I, I I should have gotten in touch earlier. I'm so sorry. Yes, I'm, come I'm on, man. I yeah. expect more of you. <laughs> that is understandable. All right, if I run across any, I'll, I'll save them for you. Um, Ryan, it's too early to say the White Sox season is over. Um, but it feels, yes. but it feels bigger than it should right now, doesn't it? It feels large. It feels later than it is. 
Oh my god, I, I can't remember. I can't remember in April where you're like, "Well, what do we got going on this summer?" Uh, oh. And and in recent history, but then I you know I tweeted out earlier today. They're four games back. Like that's the beauty of playing in the awful AL Central is that you, if you're going to have this type of start, and it's gone every which way kind of wrong, I think. And you look up on this day, you're seven games under 500. You haven't won a series. You're not going to win today's series, and you haven't won back-to-back games. And you're four games back. I mean, I'm not sitting here trying to make chicken salad, but if I were, like, that's kind of the route I'm taking. But it does feel like this thing needs to turn starting today. I mean, they can't go into Toronto and lose two out of three. Yet Minnesota after that. Minnesota now, it, it, they're, they're, they're scaffolding a little bit. So this looks like an opportunity. That's the way I'm going to say it. Like these next seven games, as you turn the calendar into May, like I don't think we always talk about get to Memorial Day and like, let's see who this team is. I don't think this team has that type of time. Hmm. That's kind of how I'll answer that. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Um, it, it is it is. You know what? It's the familiarity of saying, well, the standing stay, we say we still had a shot, you know, and it's like and it, it had that yep. feeling last year of watching yep. and waiting for things to click and hoping that they played better or if they just ran into some that that, that it would turn that that's why because it feels familiar. Do the problems seem familiar in terms of offensive profile and the bullpen and such? All too familiar. That's the problem. And I think that's why seven and 14 feels like the end is near. Like, that's why it feels different. Like the hope in being four games back is the same hope that quite frankly, we've been talking about for two plus seasons. Right. I mean, we've been, we're, Hey, well, look at the standings. Like if they get hot and they play these next eight and then they, I mean, go back to last year where they won those, the two best games of the year last year were, I believe in August against Houston, where they won those great games back to back. They were five games over 500 feeling good about themselves and I believe, like this is like off the top of my head, they went two and ten the next twelve. Hmm. So, I that's like they that's the problem. Like baseball has these stretches. The White Sox have had to have they've had to go through injuries. Their their bullpens just got awful. They're trying to you know find a closer while their closer is recovering from flipping cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, their lineup is kind of a mess. Their defense is just the same. They have a new they have new leadership and new coaches. And a lot of people have kind of pointed the blame, like, well, all you people who are on TLR, like, this guy's no better. He's playing the same cast of characters. Like, that's not, he's, he has to try to make good of with what they have. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, the White Sox, I would argue maybe TA is the only one that kind of fits the profile, but they really don't have any superstars. They have a couple of guys that are stars. Like I think TA is like the guy who's probably the closest to to superstar or star slash superstar. He's been in the All Star game. MLB has used him as part of their marketing campaign. Like he's that guy. Like if you go coast to coast, he's the one White Sox player I think that resonates, you know, with baseball fans. But they don't have any superstars. Like th- that's what's frustrating. Chuck and I have talked about it. Speaks. Like this is 2023, man. I- I'm pretty sure if I go back two plus years on the podcast like this was for me like this was like okay like that's the world series and then hopefully they can get more than one after that or yeah. get back to it after yeah. that and instead we're sitting here talking about a 7 and 14 start going uh, is this team capable of recovery and and you look at the guys who are on this roster and it's the same guys none of them have taken the jump 
none of those guys that you've paid to be that guy have been that guy. And it's like TA and a bunch of guys that have yet to blossom. And it's at some point you got to call, you know, the spade a spade. Like I thought Luis Robert was showing those signs the first 10 games. And then where's he been? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. There's too much. There's too, I, I'm all for slumps. Like a guy's a bad series, but not like 10 days off. And there's like the superstars don't have that type of just complete flat line. And you know, that's the concern. Yeah, no, it, it's, the guys they paid are supposed to be great right now, and Moncada has not been great, and he's often been hurt. Eloy has often been hurt, and he has occasionally been great. And Luis Robert is officially a problem um, at the top of the order. I Look, I, I'm one of those guys, obviously, who's been talking about Grafol and, and hoping for a different level of accountability and a different level of, uh, of, uh, of fundamental focus, and they did it. And I, I in the spring, and we talked about it, Guff, what the spring training was like. And now Grafold mm-hmm. should get some time to, you know, teach these guys during the season and hold them accountable during the season. It's time for me with Robert, like, to either have him come sit next to you. And if you don't want to do that, put him down at seven or eight and let him feel it and tell him why. Because the chasing outside the strike zone – for a guy that important at the top of the order cannot happen with the the amount that it does. I know it's hard, but you have to at least try to reach him. You're supposed to be a guy who can. Yeah, amen. And, I, and that's what I'm that's what I'm kind of looking to see the next step for Pedro because defensively they are what they are, and the problem is, and this was something that we go back to spring training talking about, the White Sox have zero, little to zero depth, and their depth is being tested right out of the gate. And they just don't have, like, you got to have, like, I'm a big guy. You got to have Berger in the lineup because all the guys do, his approach looks great. He's taking walks. He's getting extra base hits. He's the one of the, he's basically the only guy right now, with the exception of Aloy the last few nights, showing any type of power. But defensively, he's kind of a liability. But again, aren't you going to have that bat in the lineup because he's so necessary right now? Mm -hmm. Yes. So you have to find a spot for those type of guys. And the problem is, like, Romy Gonzalez to me seems like a guy right now who might benefit more in Charlotte. Like he just doesn't, his approach at the plate doesn't look great. Uh, You got Elvis Andrews filling in for TA. Like that's a nice problem to have, like at least a a real shortstop to back up TA, Hmm. but then second base becomes a problem again. You know, like Lenin Sosa has shown like, I guess, okay signs at times. It's like, you're seeing we we are seeing and and Andrews hasn't been great offensively. He hasn't even been that great defensively. But you're seeing had they not signed Elvis Andrews, like what it would have been like with Sosa Gonzalez in the rotating door. So I'm with you. Like that to me is the next. That's the next maturation of Pedro. Is okay. You know, like Tony was plugging and playing guys in the lineup and just like writing them in at two or three and like that. He'll just write. He'll just get himself out of it. No, this is the time. This team doesn't have that type of time. They need wins. Yes. And you, you want to give – I'd rather – like, this is insane to say. I can't believe I'm saying this in 2023, but, like, at this point, I'd, like, rather see Jake Berger have more like one more at-bat a game than Luis Robert. Like, that's that's where we are. Yeah, it, mean, is, it is. It is where we are. Know? And then when Moncada comes back, I don't know what you do with Berger. I, 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 I Maybe you play – I mean, you can't you can't play Jake Berger at second base, but you can't take his bat no. out. So that means that Eloy no. is that means Eloy's in right. It's Eloy's in right, and Berger DHs and Grandal. If you're not catching, you're not a, you're not in the game. 
Look, at this point, like even if Jake has to, has to be on the bench for a couple couple of those games, like he's he's earned a spot in Chicago. Like he, when there's a roster decision to be made, it should not be Jake Berger. Like if that, it, he should be in the lineup at least four days a week and probably pinch hitting the other three because he's he's the one guy. And then you ride that wave until it crashes, Speaks, and yeah. then hopefully by then Luis Robert has benefited from seeing pitches down in the six seven spot, and you can put him back to where he belongs near the top. So. That's kind of the next evolution maturation of Pedro Gafal because, like, he, Pedro Gafal is not responsible for seven and fourteen. He's he's not walking guys out of the bullpen. I mean, he's making the calls. They're not working. Then people are complaining about, oh, Ronaldo Lopez isn't a closer. Who is? That's the like Cap the other day. I, like Cap, you know, David Cap, a dear friend. Yes. He's calling me like, oh, I wouldn't have gone with Pete, or with uh, Ronaldo Lopez. Who would you have gone with? Because it's easy to do this in hindsight. Oh, Kendall Graveman. Really? That's like that's the guy. The guy was like, well, there's it, just no clear cut answer when you're filling in for a guy who's one of the best in the, in the game at the back end. There's well, just not a clear answer. I uh, I believe Ronaldo Lopez has been miscast now for going on two I years, agree. and and should be should be the kind of bulk reliever that takes a couple innings a game every once in a while. Um, but that's. Boy, I could do this for hours, Ryan McGuffey. Thank you for the yeah. time. Thank, uh, thanks especially on a Sunday morning. Hope you and the family are well. And go find yourself some uh, some Twix eggs. Uh, I'm literally hanging up the phone and finding a Walgreens ASAP. So thank you, brother. Always good to be with you. All right, you too. That's Ryan McGuffey from NBC Sports Chicago. All right, we got phone lines open for our last 45 minutes or so here on The Score. I want to talk a lot of Cubs, and you're also welcome to hop on and talk White Sox after that. Um, conversation if you'd like. But one of my favorite baseball writers tried to quantify team chemistry this week in regards to the Cubs. And it's a conversation that I find fascinating. So we'll talk about that. We'll hear from Nico Horner and Ian Happ. And we'll hopefully hear from you at 312-644-6767. That's the number to call on the score. It's me, Matt Spiegel, on Hit and Run until 1245 today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 